the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott V. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he. You are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go into qualities of a leader. Uh, And I want you to know, part of the reason I'm going into qualities of a leader is I want to really focus on two things. And I think it's two important things. I think it's two things uh, that we're missing uh, in teaching people. I think they're two things that are create a huge gap uh, in our abilities, in our ability to move forward. Uh, two things that are, are critically important. See, uh, there are many qualities of effective leadership. I have a list of about 12 that I share in my class because that's really what I've been doing for 30 years. I'm a leadership trainer. If you go to likeitmatters.net, you'll, you'll see that. Uh, I do transformational leadership training, two-and-a-half-day classes. And that will rock your world. That will change your world. And so I train leaders. Uh, and t- two qualities that seem to be lacking today in people uh, are our vision and the ability to critically think. And that's where I eventually want to wind up. You know, we become lazy with our thinking. We're, we're stuck in a, a, quote, group think type of thing. And you can't seem to think for yourselves anymore. You know, Stop it. vision uh, it seems to be a rare commodity in today's America. You know, vision's the ability to connect dots to see how things play out into the future. And so today I want to talk about those qualities of a leader, and I want to really hone in on those two that I think that we're missing, and it's causing a a, a great deal of trauma, a a great deal of drama in our country, in our hearts, in our souls. You got depression, you got suicide, you have uh, a lot of stuff going on, mental health problems that are killing families, that are killing relationships, that are killing hope. And you got to realize between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power and our freedom. See, the battle is in the mind. The battle is in the mind. And this is the key. Because if we're constantly losing the battle of the mind, then energy follows thought. And your energy from your energy is activity. And if you have weak, negative, bitter thoughts and you have weak, negative, bitter energy, then you have weak, negative, bitter patterns of activity. That's the key. You got to get this. It reminds me of a story, you know, um, a a guy uh, got in trouble. He did something he wasn't supposed to do. And there happened to be a a LEO, a law enforcement officer there, and he wound up in prison. 
Now, he was only going to spend a little bit of time in prison. You know, he was in there with people who were lifers, you know, who had been there for 20 years and would spend the last of their waking lives in that prison. But he wasn't going to be there that long, just a, a minor charge. And so he figured, you know, he's going to get out of here as unscathed as possible. So he's going to figure out the pattern, figuring out the way, figuring out the environment, if you will, and just get do his time and keep his nose clean and his head clean and just get out of there as quick as he could. So he shared this cell with this older dude. He'd been in there for 20 years and would spend the rest of his life in prison. So he figured, you know what? He's going to just watch this guy. This guy's been here for a while. He's kind of like a a leader around here. Just watch what he does and and do the same thing and figure he'll make his, his stay as easy as possible. And one day they were uh, they were getting ready to go to lunch. They were in their cells, and they were told to stand up. The cells were getting ready to open, and, and someone yelled out, 22! And, and the whole place just died laughing. I didn't think about it for a while. Just let it go. A couple of days later, it was nighttime, and the lights were all going down, and the cell doors were all closed, and someone yelled out, 71! And again, the whole place just died laughing. I mean, extended laughing. This guy's just scratching his head going, I don't know what's going on here. But he let it go. Uh, a couple of days later, they were getting ready to line up uh, at the gates, uh, the doors, the cell doors for uh, breakfast, going to the mess hall. And while they're waiting for the cell doors to open up, someone yelled out, 55! And the whole place died laughing. And this really got this guy thinking, like, what is going on here? And so later that night, after they were done with the day and they were getting ready for bed and his cellmate was in his bunk and he was getting ready to get in his bunk and he said, uh, oh man, I got to ask you a question. I go, I, I've noticed something strange going on around here. He says, uh, every time it gets quiet, someone yells out a number uh, and then everybody laughs. What's going on? And the guy, old man just chuckles a little bit and said, oh son, he said, some of us have been here so long that instead of telling the same jokes over and over, what we do is we put a number on that joke and we want to tell a joke, you know, to keep moral light and keep people lighthearted. We'll yell a number and people remember the joke and they laugh. And the guy's thinking, you know, that's a pretty cool system, pretty cool system, you know. So, you know, he'd been there a couple of weeks now, kind of taking in what this old his old cellmate told him, so he figures he's going to give it a shot. So here they are getting ready to go to uh, uh, the mess hall at lunch. They had just finished their gym activities, all that. They're all standing there waiting for uh, the line to form. And again, someone yells out, 18! And nobody laughed. I'm like, hmm, that's, uh, that's interesting. So kind of swallowed a little bit hard. The guy felt a little bit uncomfortable, but he let it go. No big deal. No one really paid attention to him. Didn't even look at him. So uh, a couple of days later, he got the nerve again. It was uh, nighttime. The cell doors were all closed. The lights were ready to go down, and he thought he'd do it again. So he yelled out, 83! Silent. Uh, yeah, he couldn't even hear the crickets chirping because they were inside. So <laughs> nothing happened at all. I'm like, wow. Uh, and he's thinking, okay, maybe maybe it's a number. I, I'm saying a wrong number. Maybe there's no joke attached to that number. So after a couple days, he, he started thinking back. He goes, okay, I know he said 55. I know he said 55. So he's going to give this one last shot. So they're getting ready to uh, go to the breakfast in the morning. They're sitting on their bunks. They're waiting for the, 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 the word to come in to stand up, and they'd open the cell doors. Uh, and, and, and the guy asked him. He said, hey, I'm, I'm going to sell a joke. He goes, 55! Nothing. Not at all. 
And so the guy, he looks at the guy and goes, dude, what's going on? You said whenever we yell that number, there's a joke attached to it, and then people laugh. And with that, the old man looked at him and said, son, some people just don't know how to tell a joke. Now, you probably learned two things about me. Number one, I don't know how to tell a joke. But number two, what makes that so funny, if you were to laugh, is that it's all about patterns. Matter of fact, if you look at any great comedian, you'll find their pattern. You know, John plays a lot of time the screaming guy. Remember Sam Kinison? Remember, he just screamed all the time. Uh, and then you had the guy, yeah, <laughs> right? He just screamed to get freaked out. You'd have Gilbert Godfrey, right? The depressive, kind of whiny voice. You'd have the, the I forgot the guy's name, the smoker, the chain smoker. Right there. They all had their patterns. And ladies and gentlemen, you got to realize that the key to life is patterns. You know, I, I tell people this when they come in my leadership training. You know why you're getting what you're getting today? You're getting what you're getting today because of what you've been doing. See, these are patterns. And there is a law out there that there's a cause uh, and there is an effect. There's a law of causality. And the ability to see patterns is critical. And life is really about the patterns. In NLP, my background, uh, NLP is all about patterns. Uh, and I have a pattern, a flow chart for working with patterns. You gotta first identify the pattern. And then you gotta ask the question, is this pattern getting me what I want? And what's uh, included in that question is the belief that you actually know what you want. And I'm going to tell you right now, most people don't know what they want, but they can give you a list, a plethora of things they don't want. So you got to ask this, yourself this question, is this pattern getting me what I want? If the answer is yes, then you duplicate it. You create a pattern on it. We call it SOP, Standard Operating Procedure. If the answer is no, you adapt the pattern. You then re-identify the new pattern, you run the pattern, and then you ask the question again, is this getting me what I want? And ladies and gentlemen, we got to do that with our life. Because so many people are just going through life, and they're just uh, at the, at the uh, cause and effect, they're at the effect part. They're not causing anything, they're a victim. So many people are wrapped up in their past. But the problem is hope, critical thinking, all require a forward focus. Yeah, you got reflective thinking in the critical thinking, but you need that forward thinking ability. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about thinking it through. And we're going to get to the two qualities that are missing in today's leaders, vision and critical thinking. And I'm going to tell you why they're important. I am Black. We'll be right back. They've gone to plaid. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. 
salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Wake up with the Freedom 1570 Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint in a detailed yet concise manner. Sign up at freedom1570.com. Just use the keyword subscribe. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to leadership awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career, I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and you are back. And today, we're talking about leadership, which is my forte. You know, I really believe what we need today is leaders first and managers second. We are, um, you know, leaders to take us to places we've never been before. Management is left brain. You know, do A, B, C, and D. E will take place, but leadership is right brain. It's thinking outside the box. It's it's going where there's no path and creating a path. It's it's doing things a little different, not just for the sake of being different, but for the sake of being better. And, and that's a big difference. And so uh, I want to cover some characteristics of leaders because what what makes things go are leaders. Leaders in our home, leaders in our families, leaders in our communities, leaders in our church, uh, leaders. And what, what we used to be, America used to be known as a leadership factory. Uh, and now I, I don't know what we're known as. But uh, this is a list that I share in class. I think it's a pretty solid list. Uh, leaders make decisions whether popular or not. Uh, leadership is not a popularity contest. You've got to get over that. Doing the right thing, whether it's popular or not, uh, is more than just an adage. It's law. It's true. Uh, God says that. The, the good book says that. Leaders are role models. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, people need a role model. People don't need a sermon. People need a role model. Uh, people need to know what it looks like, what it sounds like, what it feels like. Uh, and, and there's not many good role models out there anymore. You know, the old saying is that only 7% of communication is words. Uh, 93% is everything else. When you add that to a picture's worth a 1,000 words, think about that. 
One picture is worth a thousand words. So one example is worth a thousand words. Think about that. The typical human being speaks 120 to 150 words per minute. Now, Mr. Black, I get to 180. But one picture, one example uh, is better than six to eight minutes of nonstop dialogue. Leaders have expectations of excellence. In other words, leaders have a bar. They have expectations. There's so many people that no longer have expectations because some moron said this quote, that expectations are the seeds of disappointment. Boy, there's something that someone should have never said out loud or wrote down. Because because of that now, people have no expectations. The problem is when you have no expectations, yeah, you might not be disappointed, but you're not going anywhere either. You're not going anywhere. Leaders stimulate an environment of creativity. See, leaders are in charge of the environment. Leaders are culture creators. And by culture, I don't mean yogurt, right? I mean a series of repeated uh, uh, activities, acceptable norms, if you will. So leaders stimulate an environment of creativity. They want to think outside the box. They want to do things different. They want to identify patterns and step outside those patterns. Leaders take risks. They step outside the box. They don't live by the mantras, we've never done this before, or can't we all just get along, or whatever those things are. You need to start, sometimes it's doing something different. I mean, look at Kodak. You know, I mean, Kodak had to rethink everything because they made print film, and guess what? Print film is not the big thing anymore, right? You know what Kodak just did with Trump? Uh, They signed up to start making medicine, start making stuff in the supply chain. They've got the patterns down of of being able to assemble stuff, put something together. they got factories all over. But the problem is print uh, is going out of style now with everything digital, everything electronic. Now the cameras that we have, we do everything, send it back and forth digitally. And then we just print them on our printers at the house, right? And so leaders take risks. They step outside the box. Leaders are growth and results oriented. They want to grow as individuals, as departments, as teams. You know, whether you liked them or not, you can look at the two people we got running the White House, uh, the the one now. Well, actually, he's not running the White House. Somebody else is. But the guy who's occupying the, the seat of president of the United States, Joe Biden. Joe Biden's a manager. Not being mean. It's just factual. Look it up. You know, managing is about handling things. Leaders about leading people. Uh, you know, Joe Biden's in the White House solely because of COVID, Corona, because you guys think quote, he can quote manage this better than Trump. What a joke! Something we've never seen before, and now he's using it to jab everybody, to control everybody. Man, be careful what you ask for, ladies and gentlemen. You just might get it. Leaders are growth and results oriented. They don't want the status quo. They want to keep exceeding, growing. Leaders are motivators. That's an interesting word, motivators. Look at the base. It has M-O-T. Motive. Why did, what was their motive? What was their motivation? What type of motor you got in that thing? Don't you hear it? It's about moving people. And that's what a leader being a motivator is. Leaders being a motivator is leaders able to move people. And again, when you got a leader that's in the White House right now who separates us, separates us by race, separates us by uh, um, uh, economic status, separates us by political party, separates us by who we share our bed with, what sex, separates us by what bathroom we use, separates us by who got a jab and who didn't get a jab. I mean, we have the commander in separation in the White House right now. Boy, for all of you that criticize Donald Trump uh, as separating, then you guys should be 24-7 ripping apart this guy that's in there now because he does nothing but separates people. 
Leaders involve their team in the decision-making process. This is so important. There are two mental states when you're dealing with employment. One is as a business owner and one is as an employee. And by the way, the mindset has nothing to do with whether you're a business owner or an employee. Business owners treat something different. It's their baby. They come early. They work late. They're not wrapped up in some of the things that employees are wrapped up. Employees get there one minute before it's time to go to work, and they're standing at the time clock one minute before it's time to go home. Uh, You got me for eight hours, give me my check, exchange of services for money. Uh, My time is my time. I'll see you Monday. Big, big difference. See, leaders involve their team in the decision-making process. When people get involved in the decision-making process, it changes their mindset. Uh, They become more of an owner rather than an employee. And you want people to have an uh, ownership mentality for whatever job they do. I remember when I was in college, I used to work uh, graveyard shift at 7-Eleven right by University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Uh, And whatever I did, even if I didn't like the job, uh, I was the best at it. I got, you know, employee of the month. Uh, I got raises. I was re- uh, recognized for my outstanding leadership and achievement. You know, here it is, a, a graveyard clerk at a convenience store, which uh, to a lot of people would be a low end of the totem pole as far as jobs go. Uh, and I did it well because I believe what the Bible says. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not to man. So leaders involve their team in the decision-making process because it gets people ownership. It gets people to buy in. And you know what? If you're going to go to the top, why not bring people with you, right? I always wonder when people tell me all the time, hey, you know, Black, it's lonely at the top. It's lonely at the top. It's lonely at the top. And my question to them is why didn't you bring more people with you? How dare you use all the gifts and talents that God poured in you? How dare you use all the special uh, trauma and drama that God allowed you to go through to allow you to get to where you are and not bring more people with you? Makes no sense. Leaders focus on creative solutions. See, leaders are solutions focused. My wife and I, uh, (laughs) and this happens a lot with men and women, You know, women present a problem. They're struggling with this. They're struggling with that. And men, a lot of us, we want to fix it. And yet the woman doesn't want us to fix it. They just want us to listen. And I don't know about you men, but I hate uh, conflict. I hate to see people in pain. And so when I see someone in pain, I want to fix it, right? Because leaders focus on creative solutions, and I'm a leader, And so when I hear something not working, I figure the best thing I can do is help it work. But guess what? My wife's outcome is not on making something work better. My wife's outcome at that moment is for her to share her pain. Now, again, please don't put any value judgment on this. I'm not saying it's wrong or right. We've got to put quitting those judgmental words on things. I'm just telling you that's the way it is. Uh, there's a song out there, the great line, that says, a promise is a promise and a fact's a fact. Sometimes you just got to put off the judgment on it and just go to data. This is what it is. Leaders focus on creative solutions. Leaders have a mission and a purpose for their area of responsibility. You got to know why you're there. Why do you show up? 
What is your outcome at the end of the day? What is your outcome at the end of the week? What is your outcome at the end of the month? What is your outcome for this year? See, that's what leaders do. Leaders have a mission and a purpose for their area of responsibility. They have a direction they're going, and they have a plan to get there. Leaders value their team members as their greatest asset. Our, our greatest asset is not some patent. Uh, it is the hearts and minds of your people because, uh, you know, patents come and go, ideas come and go. But, man, it's really hard to replace a key person in your team. And as a salesman or someone that's a community connector, there's relationships are built with people, not with companies. Leaders are continuous improvement people. In other words, leaders want to do better. They want to grow. They want to grow as individuals, as departments, as a team. And my last one on the list, which is really first on the list, but I moved it to last, but this is the very first one on the list. Leaders have a vision and communicate it to their team. And vision is so critical for a leader because vision, in this sense, is the ability to see in the future, connect dots, to see how things play out. This is absolutely critical for a leader. And my concern is today is that we don't have people out there doing this, that people aren't paying, don't have consequences for their choices. The law of causality is important because people need to know that with choices come consequences. And if they don't like the consequences, then you got to make different choices. And when you remove that link, when you remove the consequences for choices from the whole critical thinking, from the whole vision piece, then you really are doing people harm. Because now people don't critically think. Now people don't have vision. And it goes back to this one thing, that there is no consequence for our choices. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to focus on these two great leadership qualities, vision and critical thinking. I am Black. We'll be right back. Use your head, man. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio on Freedom 1570. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Joining me, Rob Jerisline, our guests like bow hunting expert Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma and Tim Lesmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick Sharon Saylor. Sundays at 8 a.m. on Freedom 1570. It's Outdoor News Radio. Get that Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. 
Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue, ooh, 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 yeah. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive, professional, communication training, to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before. And it's, there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's no way to explain it with words. You have to experience it. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. It's not only changing lives, it's saving lives. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. In the current Democratic Party, if you're not in one way or another a victim of something about our, from our society, you lose ground. Well, that and a nickel get your hot cup a jack squat! <laughs> In a, in a band down by the river, it is I, Mr. Black, and uh, today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about what's missing. You know, you ever, you ever notice you walk into a room or something, so something's not right here. Something's missing, right? Or you ever go to a place that you're used to being at, a, a dinner, and it's not as good as you, you normally think it is, and you say, honey, what's, what's missing? Something's not right. Uh, and, you know... I, I get this feeling that in America, something's missing. Uh, something's not right. Uh, people don't have a future. There's no future. Uh, and, and, and we live in a time where everybody's wrapped up in the past. You, you know, you got to realize that hope always has a forward direction. But we are wrapped up in the past. And, and again, I always go spiritually. Everything's spiritual. Uh, the devil is the, the, the accuser of the brethren. And what is the devil accusing people of? What they've done. So I want you to just think of this logically. It's a it's a rear focus. Uh, and if you've ever listened to this radio show for a length of time, you've heard me talk about the three R's of survival. Regret, resent, and resist. Regret, resent, and resist. All three of them require a rear focus. What do you think you're regretting? Things that you did or things that you didn't do. What do you think you're resenting? Things that were done to you or things that weren't done to you or that other people got stuff that you didn't get stuff. And what now resisting, that's an interesting word because the, the Bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you. So there are certain things we should resist. But by resisting, I mean resisting things that are good for you. Some of you can say on this coronavirus, uh, again, I hate to call it a vaccine. It's not a vaccine. Quit calling it a vaccine. It's not a vaccine. It is a therapy. Stop it. By definition. Yeah, stop it. I mean, we're supposed to be truthful. We're supposed to follow the science. The science tells you that is not a vaccine. It is a treatment. It's a much different thing. I just saw an article out there that we need to protect the vaccinated. This is a truth. This is an article yesterday. 
that we what? must protect the vaccinated. And that's what I did. What? Isn't a vaccine supposed to protect the vaccinated? Then, then what are we protecting the vaccinated from? From people who aren't vaccinated? Well, that's why you get a vaccine. See, but no one's thinking this through, and it's just group think. It's team sports. Uh, it's gang warfare. It's the blue gang against the red gang. It's the, sh- what is it, John? The Jets and the Sharks, right? It's the Jets against the Sharks. It's the blue team against the red team. It's the, the traditional Americans. Yeah, right? Traditional Americans against the new progressive Americans. And ladies and gentlemen, this is what I'm telling you. This is where I'm showing you the gap. What's missing is people's ability to connect the dots and see in the future. Remember, we were told two weeks we're going to kill this bug, right? Remember two years ago? Two weeks. We're going to shut down for two weeks. Yep, wrong. And then it's months, and now it's years. And then we were told by Biden, oh, then we get herd immunity. We'll get it at to 70%. We'll get it at this, we'll get it at that. And then we were told that, oh, this coronavirus works on and lives on surfaces. Then we found out it doesn't live on surfaces. Then we're, first we're told by Fauci that masks aren't needed. Then we're told that masks are needed. Then he tells us to wear three masks. Then he tells us to put a, a, a pack of bologna on our face. And then he tells us, I mean, it's, it's, you see, there's no thinking anymore. And if you think differently, you're banned. Now, God tells us to have a reason for what we believe. That's what First Peter 3 but in your hearts revere Christ as Lord, and here's a big line, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. See, what God does is he gives us a vision. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. So he gives you a vision, but he also sets up some information to critically think through. So I'm going to read the next down to 22. It says, but... There's a big but there. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. After being made alive, he went and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirits, to those who were disobedient long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water, and this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also, not the removal of dirt from your body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. Do you see? This is what God's telling you. He said, one, you have to have a, a look forward. you got to have a vision for how it ends. That's where hope is. Remember, hope is a forward focus. Remember, resent, regret, resistance are all behind you. But the forward focus is hope. Hope always has a future destination. And we don't have people looking forward to anything. Think about the phrase, I'm looking forward. I got to tell you, I'm not looking forward to anything. I'm not going to get a vaccine. I think the vaccine would kill me. 
I don't want that modified stuff in me. It's a religious exemption. I don't. I think it would kill me. I'd have poor circulation. My blood clots very quickly and very easily. I gotta take aspirin all the time so it doesn't clot. I think that would kill me. That's called vision. I'm seeing in the future. And we got to be able to understand is these patterns. See, critical thinking and vision both require one thing, and they require leaders to see patterns. My little boy, I talk about Benaiah all the time. He is gifted. He is six years old going on 16. And let me tell you what his gifting is. He sees patterns. He sees patterns. See, the patterns that we do in life are getting us what we're getting. And that's what he does. He realized that. When he was a little kid, he would love to push buttons. And I mean real buttons, not the psychological buttons you're thinking of. Real buttons. But he never just pushed a button. He pushed a button to see what happened when he pushed the button. Oh, wrong button. Oh, yeah. I don't. Some of you didn't hear what I just said. He pushed the button not just to push a button to see what happens once the button is pushed. There's your definition of vision. The ability to see what happens when the button is pushed. What's going on in America today cannot play out. Uh, We are on a short lifespan. It can't work that way. You just gotta know it. And I I got a list here, this was a poll out yesterday. 77% 77% of U.S. adults are worried about the state of the economy. 77% in the community. By the way, 85% Republicans, 76% Democrats, and 70% of Democrats, even the Democrats, who will do anything Biden, because anything that's not Trump is good. So Biden's good no matter what he does. He can kill a million people, and Biden's going to be good, because he has to be, because this, otherwise someone's going to say, see, I told you Trump was better, and because they don't want that, and they will allow this guy to destroy this country, rather than say they were wrong. Uh, it's sad. So 70% overall are worried about the coronavirus pandemic, 70%. Now, here's what you're going to get. Watch these numbers. 49% of Republicans, so less than one half, 67% of independents, and 89% of Democrats. You know, when I see someone driving on the street in their car with their mask on, I'm just going to tell you right now, it's a Democrat. I know that. (laughs) I know that. Uh, When I see, I see a lot of people of color more so than uh, non-color, walk around with their mask on when no one else is wearing a mask. And you know what I'm tell- it tells me? That, man, the, the Democratic Party is good at propaganda. Uh, really good. It's a pattern. If they say the same thing over and over and over. Today I saw an article that says, it was this morning's article, it says Republicans are already uh, floating false fraud ideas about uh, the California election. Now, right before that, I read an article about three elderly people that showed up in Woodland Hills, California, to vote. And when they went to vote, it says they'd already voted. Three different people, the same precinct. They pulled aside and they, they started hearing them talking. They said, oh, are you a Republican? I'm a Republican. You're a Republican. So the three that in the article were all Republicans. And it said they had already voted. And so the mainstream media wants you to know already that the Republicans are lying about voter fraud. Republicans are lying about voter fraud. You don't see the pattern. And by the way, 69% overall say their views are not to or not at all represented. 
in Washington, D.C. You ready for this? 90% of Republicans, 77, more than three-quarter of independents. You ready for this now? 45% of Democrats. So even half the Democrats. Democrats control Congress. They control the House. They control the Senate. They control uh, the courts, basically. They control the White House. And yet half of them say, quote, not to or not at all are their views represented. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to get some vision. We've got to get some critical thinking. In the last segment, I'm actually going to break down what critical thinking is because we need to be critically thinking. And this is why I do this radio show. I want you to critically think. You should have a reason for everything you believe. I don't need to agree with you and you don't need to agree with me, but we should be able to talk about why we feel the way we feel. This is what critical thinking is. Critical thinking is the ability to think clearly and rationally. It includes the ability to engage in reflective uh, and creative thinking, independent thinking. This is what's missing. Knowing that critical thinking is a form of higher order thinking. It uh, implies our reasoning should be in a higher state where it is proper, just, and conforming to moral laws, to our beliefs, to knowing who you are and why you're here. If you don't know those things, then how can you create a pattern for moving forward? So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about what's missing in leadership today. And those two things are vision and critical thinking. And we'll talk about that right after the break. What plan will you follow now? Plan 9. It's been absolutely impossible to work through these earth creatures. Their soul is too controlled. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like Freedom 1570 on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. 
When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. No, I am the master. You are the slave. You are in my power. Not a joke. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. This is where we're living live. Like It Matters. That's our new podcast name. So wherever you listen to podcasts, search out. Living life like it matters, and there you'll find us. Today we're talking about two missing ingredients in the minds of most Americans today, and that is vision. And vision's the ability to connect dots, to see into the future, to see how things play out. Vision is one of the six key words. Vision, passion, focus, commitment, team, purpose. Uh, Those are the six foundational key words. They are a pattern. And there are patterns all around. There's something called epidemiologist. And their job is to look at patterns. And my background is in neuro-linguistic programming. NLP, right? NLP is the science of how the brain codes learning and experience. This coding affects all communication behavior. It affects how you learn and how you experience the world around you. It's a key to reaching and achieving excellence. So NLP, the simplest form of definition, the three words, neuro-linguistic programming, right? Neuro is our neurology, how we think and feel. Linguistic is the language part, what we say, how we say, and how we are influenced by what we hear. And programming is how we act to achieve our results. And you got to realize this is going on all around us. We're being programmed. Uh, Look, they're already attacking the California election. They're already saying, oh, uh, the fake fraud claims, fake fraud. Uh, They're already wanting to make the California election wrong. They're already, again, there's so many things that are going on. We're being played, player. We're being manipulated. Uh, you got to understand the power of a narrative. You got to understand uh, Joseph Goebbels' uh, concepts of how he could basically make any group of people uh, believe a square is a circle with enough repetitions. And once you have the media, and the media used to be the fourth estate. You have the three forms of government, right, legislative, executive, judicial. And then the media was supposed to be like what's called the fourth estate. Uh, they were supposed to keep the other three in check. But now what's happened, the media has joined the Democratic Party. And so now you go on Facebook and you do something critical of Joe Biden, and it's either banned or it's it's shadow banned. Silence! Uh, We talked about this. Yeah, anything. You get a doctor that's well known for vaccines and immunology, and if he comes out and says that the vaccine is no good, don't do it, he's banned. Facebook, uh, Twitter, why? This is America. Some of you got to see why, because they don't want you to think anymore. They want you to be told what to believe. 
And in the process, we don't think. We don't look things up. We just fit, hang out with people who know us and who do what we do, who think like we do. Programming is how we act to achieve our results. So NLP is a study of structure of subjective experience. It's about distinctions, about organization. That's what NLP is. It's the ability to understand human patterns. Do you hear that? Understand human patterns and adjust those patterns so we can be as resourceful as we want to be. It's practical technology for the achievement of our goals and choices. It is a process to reduce everything to how do you know. Uh, It is the owner's manual to the human experience, and it is a technology. It is not a philosophy. And so we need to teach our kids, and we need to start learning how to think. You know what brought this on is I saw an article, Portland State Professor Resigns, says university has become social justice factory. Portland State University Professor Peter Bakashian has resigned in an open letter in which he accuses the administration of fostering an environment hostile to intellectual inquiry and dissent. Look up the word university. It's supposed to be about opening your mind up to considering all points of view, all sides, and then you make a decision based on critical thinking. But that's not the way it is anymore. Universities are, I mean, conservatives are shouted down. Uh, Trump is banned. Anybody who thinks conservatively is banned. That's not what a university is. And we've shut down our thinking process. We're not allowed to think anymore. You'll, you'll think like I do. You'll believe like I do. And if you think outside the box, you're banned. You're shadow banned. We block you on Facebook. We block you on YouTube. We, this is what's going on. Well, even if you're on the, uh, a Biden supporter, you've got to realize this is going on. Bakhashian, a philosophy professor and well-known critic of woke ideologies, says Wednesday that the university had created a social justice factory where students were taught, listen, to mimic the moral certainty of ideologues. Isn't that incredible? Not to credibly think anymore. I never once believed, nor do I now, that the purpose of instruction was to lead my students to a particular conclusion. Logic. Bakhashian wrote. Rather, I sought to create the conditions for rigorous thought to help them gain the tools to hunt and furrow for their own conclusions. See, this is what I do. I throw a lot of stuff at you. Transactional analysis, cognitive behavioral therapy, logotherapy, emotional intelligence, the word of God, uh, you know, logotherapy. I throw all this at you so I load up your toolbox so you can make your own decisions. I sought to create the conditions for rigorous thought to help them gain the tools to hunt and furrow for their own conclusions. This is why I became a teacher and why I love teaching. But brick by brick, the university has made this kind of intellectual exploration impossible. It has transformed a bastion of free inquiry into a social justice factory whose only inputs were race, gender, and victimhood, and whose only outputs were grievance and division. Man, that is a great paragraph. Wow. Student quote, students of Portland State are not being taught to think. Rather, they are being trained to mimic the moral certainty of ideologues. Faculty and administrators have abdicated the university's truth-seeking mission and instead drive intolerance of divergent beliefs and opinions. This has created a culture of offense where students are now afraid to speak openly and honestly. And there's an old saying, and it wasn't uh, Abraham Lincoln that said it, but the saying is this. The philosophy in the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. And unfortunately, the liberal, progressive, Marxist ideologues 
took over the college campuses back in the 60s and 70s, and we didn't think anything of it. But what they were doing is they were manipulating young minds. And now those people in the 60s and 70s, remember, uh, Hillary Clinton got involved in politics because uh, Richard Nixon was such an evil guy. And it was the, the, the government's being used in an improper way that caused Hillary Clinton to get involved in politics. Isn't that amazing to know how corrupt the Clintons are? To know the trillions of dollars that they got through the uh, the Clinton Foundation, uh, going to Epstein's Island and living in four homes uh, and living off the government dole. They've all got retirements. They've all got government packages, right? Isn't it amazing? And so we need to be critically thinking. So... Critical thinking is the ability to think clearly and rationally. It includes the ability to engage in reflective and independent thinking. Someone who, uh, with critical thinking skills is able to do the following. Understand the logical connections between ideas. See, I always like to lay down, that's what this radio show, I like to be like a prosecuting attorney. And I like to lay down, uh, I like to posit, if you will, a thesis. And then I support it like I was laying out a case in a court of law. So critical thinking allows you to understand the logical connections between ideas. It allows you to identify, construct, and evaluate arguments. Is this a good argument? Is there logical grounds for it? You know, do you even understand the laws of logic, the laws of non-contradiction, where someone cannot, something cannot be its opposite and itself at the same time? It's impossible. And yet we have things out there like that all. You go back to Donald Trump. When Donald Trump was president... He got this vaccine done. And you look at Kamala Harris, you look at Joe Biden, you look at Nancy Pelosi. They all criticize it. They said they wouldn't trust it. I mean, Kamala Harris, I would not trust anything coming from the government, they said. I would not trust anything. So that same vaccine, and it's not a vaccine, that they're pushing on you is the same one they said that they wouldn't trust. Not a joke. Don't you see the law of non-contradiction here? That if Trump did things that that Joe Biden's doing right now, you guys would he'd be impeached 18 times already. But with Joe Biden, it's all cool. The law of non-contradiction. Don't you see it? If you can critically think, you can detect inconsistency and common mistakes in reasoning. If you can critically think, you can solve problems systematically. If you can critically think, you can identify the relevance and importance of ideas because conflation is taking two things and mixing them together. There is so much conflation going on right now that two different ideas that don't have anything to do with each other are wrapped together, and it's confusing. And it also allows you to reflect on the justification of one's own beliefs and values. Everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system, and yet most people don't know what they believe. This is why the first night in my training— I go down to the basics. I go near our beliefs. Everything we do or do not do is driven by belief. And most people don't know what they believe. And yet, everything we do or do not do is driven by that. And so, ladies and gentlemen, this is why we got to live an examined life. Go to likeitmatters.net. Whether you agree with me a lot politically, religiously, none of that matters. But I'll teach you how to use that noggin because we have one organ in our body that never has to deteriorate, and that is our brain. But if you don't lose it, you're going to, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. You're under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I'm Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters. It does. Well, that hurts my feelings. I don't think I'm that bad. At a time when misinformation is all too common on social media, we take great pride in bringing you the news that matters, that impacts your family, 
news you can trust. Local broadcast journalists bring you the facts, covering the stories breaking in our community and across the globe. Text RADIO to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on local journalism. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Did you know that the Freedom 1570 mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on the app that will automatically start streaming Freedom 1570 at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake up with Matt Ray or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free Freedom 1570 app today. Ringing Liberty. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.